Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10 at 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And we every week get together and talk about what's going on in the world of employment and HR. I actually wonder, Kimberly, whether or not, in light of yesterday's announcement, we might actually do one of these in the same room soon. Well, that would be rather spectacular, really, wouldn't it? Indeed, it would. So, restrictions, COVID is over. Um, did oh, I hear that yes. right? Hmm. Yes, well, as you know, Normally I'm an optimist, but in this situation I'm a pessimist, and I think ending restrictions is is it's a great message for the country. However, I'm worried that it's too much too soon. Okay, you think we're we're doing it a little bit well? I say we. You think the government are pushing it a yeah. little bit too fast? Okay. So what what happens next week? Let's just do a recap on this. As I understand it, all restrictions end pretty much next week, with the only exception being self-isolation. Yes, although there's word that that might end as well. Um, so, you know, clearly the government's view is we're going for herd immunity. Uh, but I think one of the reasons I'm very sceptical about it is my cousin's, one of my cousin's children has had COVID twice now mm. in three months. Yeah. Well, I, I know, uh, I think Keir Starmer demonstrated that you could get it again quite quickly because he had it in October and in January. So, yes, we're seeing um, that change. The big change seems to be that if you get COVID now with Omicron, you don't get very ill. Um, yeah. And uh, if you like, the bet is that Omicron is now as bad as it gets and we improve from here. And if that gamble is right then this is probably okay. Yes. I think, you know, the, the, the change, one of the changes is obviously the scrapping the work from home guidance. Yes. And, you know, that's great for everybody that wanted to be in the office. I worry about some of those um, bosses who don't believe that people working from home are working from home and mm. want everybody back in. And I... You know, my advice to any employer at the moment would be just take it cautiously. Don't get everybody back all in one go. Small Brace yourself in case there's another thing, you know, another wave of something coming mm. and um, be prepared to go back just in case. Yeah. So yeah. there's always a plan B. Well, I'm going to throw your favourite phrase into there. I think it's about employee engagement. And what yeah. you need to do is talk to your people find out how they're feeling because as you say some of them will be feeling nervous and yes. it's a question of pitching that at the right level um, yeah. because you have to keep them on side an organization is only as effective as its people so yeah. we need to keep them comfortable with the changes we're putting in so by all means bring people back into work but you still need to run covid risk assessments um, exactly what, what you don't want is to find that suddenly COVID rips through your organisation and next week half of your people are isolating and can't work um, and therefore you're an ineffective business. So I think th there's some simple steps to take. But yes. probably the right route is really through, shall we say, baby steps, small changes, review them, see the impact um, and hopefully 
we're doing this with falling case numbers because the numbers are dropping rapidly, aren't they? They are. I mean, my local area, we reached our peak a couple of days ago, but the last three days we've been coming down each day, uh, which is great. Uh, There was a a tribunal finding a couple of weeks back, and I can't remember it exactly, but it was just speaking to what you said about employee engagement. I think uh, there was a lady that complained that she didn't want to come into work because she was concerned, Mm. and I think the ruling went against her. Yes, it did. So it's so important to get people on board. I think another concern for employers around all of this is that you know, they might now have to pay for tests. The testing centres are going to close. Mm. So, you know, what what's going to happen going forward? Do we all need to, you know, stock up while we can? Yeah, I, I think it's about planning and being prepared for what's coming. And as you say, at the moment, the simple changes this week or, or more to the point next week um, are the advice is return to a normal work environment. Um, the advice from the government was consult your employer, contact your employer and ask for advice about how you safely return. So I think there needs to be a gradual and phased return. Um, face masks are no longer mandatory as from next week. Um, and But you may, as an employer, want to do a risk assessment and say, well, in our environment, we still think it would be wise for people to wear that if it makes them feel more comfortable. So I think there's a kind of... Um, gradual steps as we move down this road but we think that the isolation may disappear by law within two three months maybe um yes and the intention then is we treat having covid as you would treat having flu or some other um virus um you know that you wouldn't want spreading around your workplace now most years we manage those things without having mass outbreaks. Mm. Yes, I think you're right there. And one thing you touched on, which uh, has struck a chord with me, is the fact uh, the face mask issue. Mm. And I think that's another. It could be almost inclusion as well as employee engagement, because there will be some people that still want to wear masks yes. for their own protection, and it. All employers need to make it clear that it's okay whatever yes. you choose. Yes. And people should not be blamed, belittled or whatever for whatever their choice is with or without masks. No, totally. Um, and the environment should be non-judgmental in that way yeah. to, to help your people feel comfortable with the approach you and they choose together. One of yeah. the other really important things, and we've talked about this so much over the past couple of years, is the hybrid workplace. Mm-hmm. and. I don't think that people want to return to a full-on work environment and therefore you've got to kind of plan this how you return but you also need to plan what the new world's going to look like. Yes, I wonder whether some, you know, quite a few employers have already got this in place because they've been working with the hybrid model Mm. and assuming it's been successful for them, why would they change? You know, yes. if they need less office space, it's a cost saving. Uh, it just depends on the the line management style and approach and whether it's, you know, more enlightened uh, line managers who mm. can cope with assessing in different ways, sorry, 
my cat's just appeared there, um, or whether it's somebody that, you know, if you're not at your seat, you're not working. Yes, yeah, indeed. While, while we're talking about employee engagement and the importance of getting them on side, before we run out of time today, I think we should just touch on how you record vaccine status, if you want to, of your workers, or whether you should. Yeah, or whether you do, or whether you know whether you do. <laughs> You've been reading uh, that I'm piece of research. For that now, aren't I? So, in the it was a people management um, survey, wasn't it? So, um, we found that thirty three percent of employers are recording vaccine status. Mm. 9% are considering recording it, 48% don't record it, and 10% don't know whether they record it or not. Yes. And that really made me chuckle. How can you not know? Well, I, I kind of thought that was a bit like 10% didn't know whether they'd been to a party or not. Um, <laughs> or so, what was actually a work event. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yes. <meeting. laughs> now, bear in mind, this was HR people. And if anyone's going to know whether you're recording it, you'd like to think it's going to be HR people. Now, yeah. what I found fascinating is we in our HR forum yesterday actually talked about this in... Uh, I'm going to say in a statistically significant group of people to identify 33%, and no one was recording it. Mm. So, you know, I know there are one or two employers, we know them like IKEA, I think it is, um, who have decided they're not going to pay sick pay to people um, who have chosen not to have a vaccine. But I'm wondering what other basis there is for asking people formally what their vaccine status is. And if that's yeah. even an acceptable reason. Exactly. I mean, it can only be philosophical beliefs, potentially. However, you know, as we were talking about earlier, my concern is the potential for discrimination uh, issues here uh, for employers. If they're asking, you know, I think also, you know, we're going back to our favourite employee engagement. You know, we know one uh, organisation that was at the forum yesterday who they know whether their employees are vaccinated because their employees tell them because yes. they're pleased to say, I'm, yes. you know, I'm safer than other people. Yes. Uh, so, but they know that informally. Yeah, they don't record it. it. Yes, and yeah. they don't use it. Now, what strikes me... Um, is there are some employers, for example, that don't pay sick pay if somebody has injured themselves in an adventure sport. Let's yeah. say they do base jumping in their spare time. Um, yeah. And they say, if you... My favourite. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to pick something suitably exciting there. And if you break a limb um, in an adventure sport, you won't get full pay. You'll only get statutory sick pay. Yeah. Now, that kind of seems okay to me, but... Do you record in advance what adventure sports your people do? I doubt you do. I suspect what you do is when somebody goes sick, you ask them what their injury is, and then you say, and did you have a vaccine? Um, mm. And I think it's probably easier that way, and I can't yet see a clean way to collect this data and use it um, that's going to be GDPR compliant. Yeah, I think that is an issue. And while you were talking, what was just going through my head is, um, you know, some contracts have restrictions in them where you may not put yourself at risk uh, yes. whilst you are employed by this organisation. I wonder whether they'll rely on clauses like that going forward. Now, there's one if, where if, we, we need a yeah. lawyer to comment on, I feel. Exactly. It's, um, 
or a tribunal to test it, one or the other. Kimberly, um, as ever, HR in 10, you and I could talk for hours, but we've just overrun our time. So Again. For, for this week, we shall draw it to a close. Um, but we will see you all again the same time next week for more HR discussions. Looking forward to it. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.